Hello and welcome to the Print Pod. In today's episode, we'll be discussing what is living well and what are the Supreme Court's hearings on passive euthanasia all about. Last week, the Supreme Court agreed to modify its existing guidelines to make India's living will a written statement that details a person's desire regarding future medical procedures to make it less cumbersome. During its hearings, a constitution bench of Justices K.M. Joseph, Ajay Rastogi, Aniruddha Bose, Rishikesh Roy, and C.T. Ravi Kumar pulled up the central government for not making a law on living wills. The Apex Court, which had legalized passive euthanasia in 2018 and had held the right to die with dignity as part of the fundamental right to life under Article 21 of the Constitution, said, Realize one thing. These are areas that are meant for the legislature to exercise power, but it's not, and going by this court's decision, you are passing the buck. The petition by non-governmental organization Common Cause, which asks for modification of the guidelines for living well or advanced medical directives that was issued in the 2018 verdict, has brought back the focus to the two-decade-old debate on euthanasia and the right to die. So what is active and passive euthanasia and what's the current view on it, both internationally and in India? So, euthanasia is the act of deliberately putting an end to a person's life in order to eliminate pain or suffering. Some ethicists differentiate between active and passive euthanasia. Active euthanasia or assisted suicide is the act of deliberately and actively doing something such as injecting a lethal dose of a drug to end a person's life. The Missouri School of Medicine defines passive euthanasia as intentionally letting a patient die by withholding artificial life support such as a ventilator or a feeding tube. While the Supreme Court first tackled the question of whether the right to life includes the right to die in P. Rathinam versus the Union of India and later in Jian Kaur versus the State of Punjab, it wasn't until 2011 that the debate gathered steam in its present form, whether a person who's in a vegetative state could be euthanized. In her petition before the Supreme Court, activist and author Pinky Virani asked for permission to put out the life support of Aruna Shanberg a nurse who had by then spent nearly 40 years in a vegetative state after she was raped in 1973. Shanberg, formerly a nurse at King Edward's Hospital in Bombay, was sexually assaulted at the age of 25. She died of natural causes in 2015. Although the 2011 petition to stop administering life-supporting drugs to her was dismissed, it helped the court come to its SC's 2018 landmark verdict. In that case, a constitution bench headed by the Chief Justice of India, Deepak Mishra, drew the distinction between active and passive euthanasia. Active euthanasia entails the use of lethal substances or forces to kill a person. Example, a lethal injection. Passive euthanasia entails withholding of medical treatment for continuance of life. For example, the withholding of antibiotics where without giving it, a person is likely to die, said the court. By rejecting outright the use of active euthanasia to end life through administration of lethal substances, the Apex Court thereby laid down stringent guidelines under which passive euthanasia would legally be allowed via a high court monitored mechanism, the court said. Assisted suicide is legal in Switzerland, Austria, Belgium, Canada, Germany, Luxembourg, the Netherlands, New Zealand, portions of the United States and parts of Australia under certain circumstances. Of these nations, Canada appears to be the most permissive, with the country all set to extend its euthanasia law to those living with severe mental health issues. After French New Wave filmmaker Jean-Luc Godard died by assisted suicide last September in the Swiss town of Rolle, President Emmanuel Macron announced a national debate on life-ending options that include engaging with the possibility of legalizing assisted suicide. Currently, a French law says that doctors can keep terminally ill patients sedated before death, but stops short of permitting assisted suicide. 
Although the 2018 SC order recognizes passive euthanasia, the procedure on living wills has been seen as time-consuming. Currently, the law states a living will should be signed in the presence of two attesting witnesses and affirmed by a judicial magistrate. In this case, the executor, that is, the person for whom the will is made, becomes terminally ill. A doctor overseeing treatment is mandated to constitute a board of three experts. The experts must be from the fields of general medicine, neurology, psychiatry, oncology, cardiology, or nephrology with at least 20 years of experience in their particular field. The medical board will decide whether to certify whether to carry out the instructions in the living will. However, this is only a preliminary opinion. Once the hospital board grants permission, it asks the appropriate district collector for its sanction. The collector will form a medical board comprising the chief district medical officer and three expert doctors. If the board agrees with the hospital findings, the decision will be communicated to the appropriate judicial magistrate before the decision is implemented. While anyone over the age of 16 can make a living will in India, registering such a will has been proven to be an arduous task. It is this procedure the court seeks to simplify. During its hearings, the court has said that the stringent requirements currently needed for the living will may not be possible to follow. Thank you for listening. We'll be back soon with another episode of The Print Board.